Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here. What the rules are. Welcome once again to Walkers and Talkers. This is episode 199. Oh. So yeah. close to 200. I'm going to go ahead and give you the answer, Jamie. <laughs> we are one away. One away from something. Uh, one away. I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand in the morning show. Hopefully you know that already. If not, welcome to your first episode. Sorry it took you 199 episodes to get here, but welcome. <laughs> and that giggling girl is Jamie from Light FM in New York, 106.7. It's almost October when we're recording this, which means they're almost ready to play Christmas music. Woo! 24-7. Yes. It's happening soon. And Next one month. Hanukkah song a week. <laughs> Can't wait to see which one that'll be. They rotate the three good Hanukkah songs. The three good ones. <laughs> All right. Very good. Jamie, the episode on the inside. I know you're an episode ahead. You suck. You've jumped Sorry. ahead. I know I did. And you, and I, But I, I can watch it. I haven't watched it yet. But I did watch a, a scene we'll talk about in a minute. A preview scene. We'll talk about it at the end. Let me, let me keep everything in chronological order. However, uh, let's talk about On the Inside, because people are, were very moved by the episode. And uh, you liked it, I'm assuming. You told me you loved it. You, how many times did you watch it? I watched it twice, and I, I just freaking loved it. I thought it was so good. Good. Well, Katie Brown, who uh, on Instagram is oh boy, oh brown. That's <laughs> uh, it. right. Oh boy, oh boy, oh brown. That's it. She wrote, I keep waiting with anticipation to get notified of a Walkers and Talkers podcast available 
I need a breakdown of everything that was happening while I was hiding under the blanket. That's it. That episode <laughs> had me super on edge. Me too. My heartbeat was beating out of my chest. So I wrote back, hopefully by Thursday, working from home, it's hard to coordinate our schedules. We're doing our best. And she wrote back, no rush, just excited. I'm constantly calling out some type of bullshit while watching now because of you guys. She says, Brody is going to call out BS on this scene for sure. So, all right, Katie, let's see if we we find the same BS. Now, I haven't, uh, I don't write, like, usually write bullshit in my notes. I kind of remind myself when I'm reading my notes, oh, yeah, that was a bullshit scene. So there's always some bullshit. But this this wasn't a heavy bullshit episode, Not but it was heavy. definitely there was definitely some bullshit. If you remember uh, over the, the the season finale of season ten, Connie runs out of the woods, and just happens to run into Virgil, the only other human being in the forest. Yes, right. That's right, and she's all covered in dirt, and she looks Collapses like a walker in front of him. She yes, looks she like she could be a walker, like a walker, and he didn't kill. Yes, her. she does. So we assume he didn't. We know now he didn't kill her, but that's how the season ended. And they didn't address that in the uh, in the six bonus episodes. So that back in the, that's back in the day bullshit that you happened to run into Virgil <laughs> back in the day when everyone else was fighting the whisperers and uh, Maggie's group was running around, but only, Virgil, who came from an island, happened to be in that road at the exact time Connie collapses right in front of his horse. Uh, yeah, right in front. And she, of course, she doesn't. She can't speak, so she's the only one that can't like yell, "Hey, you know, whatever." But there's definitely some some scenes in the... Uh, we'll get to that. So as far as uh, Virgil and Connie, right? Yeah. Connie came back and filmed that scene she talked about on Talking Dead because she was filming The Eternals, the new Marvel movie that comes out in November. Yes. And so at the time, she said she filmed it with Virgil and they filmed it with Magna because the episode wasn't even written yet. They didn't know how what her character was going to do yeah which way she was going to go right she didn't know i don't i think she i don't even think she sees virgil i think she falls to the ground i don't think that she's in the same I don't shot i think she makes eye contact with him she just collapses but i think she just collapses and then they they cut to virgil looking at her from what i remember but you don't yeah. have to tweet us whatever it is the point was she's filmed it twice once with magna once with virgil so maybe maybe they did see her in the same shot maybe you do see them looking down at her but it ended up being Virgil. So we don't see any of their relationship. It starts off with a past already where they've already formed a bond. Yes. And whatever they formed, they've run right into trouble. However it was going, they're already in trouble. <laughs> now, we don't know how long the house scene... Well, I guess the house scene takes place in real time because she's not on The Walking Dead until just now. Yes. So for all these months that they've been looking for her, she's been with Virgil building a relationship that we haven't seen. Yeah, we have not seen any other background. A walker attacks Virgil as the two of them are running towards a house, and we are reminded he doesn't really know how to fight them. So he's pushing it. It looked like World Beyond. You know, like, they're like, <laughs> eh, go away. <laughs> so after struggling for a while, me. he remembers he has a knife and he stabs it. They go in the house, and... There's a, a ton of walkers outside trying to uh, knock down the door to get in. And that was how the, uh, the beginning ended. The credits rolled. And already I'm thinking, okay, this is, we all know it's going to be a haunted house or some kind of scary oh, house. Because yeah. oh, they've yeah. been talking about it. And then you told me you saw it. And you said it was scary. So it I'm watching so it thinking it's going to be really scary. So it can't possibly live up to what you said it would be. Really? Well, I mean, it's The Walking Dead. You're not in a dark movie theater. And... 
No one's getting their heads cut off. So, you know, there were jump scares, but it wasn't like I was on, I don't know. It seemed like a, a Walking Dead episode set in a haunted house. It was creepy, you know, and there was scary scenes, but it wasn't like a really bad horror film, like a slasher film. No, but in 11 seasons, yeah, this there's was a, a couple yeah. scenes that I was like, oh my God. Yep. Okay, back at Alexandria, Cal Rosita, Carol, Rosita, and Aaron are planning what they're going to do to find Connie because they now know she's alive thanks to uh, the one-handed whisperer from uh, last week. Good thing they didn't kill him. They didn't kill him. Magna runs up and announces that Kelly is missing. She's on a horse looking for Connie. So oh she's, she's out there. She knows Connie's alive. She's going to traverse the whole world and find Connie. Virgil goes exploring upstairs. I wrote that he went upstairs, and I wrote, not sure why they wouldn't stay together, since if Virgil calls for help, she won't hear him. No, of course not. But if something happens, she won't know. And the inverse, when she goes to, uh, exploring the house, if she wants to call for help, she can't. She can't. She can bang on the walls. That's about it. Right? But Virgil going upstairs, if he's like, help, I, she's never going to hear it. So that was kind of stupid. I don't know why they wouldn't go together. So Virgil tells her that uh, for the he checked the house and nobody's there. And I'm thinking, well, you didn't check the basement. You know, I, I don't know. If, if there's a basement, you didn't check it. Hey, right? That was a quick check. Too quick for me. Right. Uh, you know what house I thought it was? I thought it was the house that Maggie killed that guy in the story she told. Where they were oh, like... Oh, where they were like Half man limbs. creatures. Oh my God. So I thought like, oh wow, what a coincidence. They found the Maggie house. That'd be major bullshit. Right. But it wasn't the Maggie house. No, it was Although wasn't. very similar. Yeah. In terms of like sort, of sort of human people attacking her. Yeah. True, because they were still human. Okay, so this is me voice texting the episode. So I, <laughs> I meant to say Virgil tells Connie that she hasn't slept in days, she needs to take a nap, and she says it's unsafe. My voice text, as I see it now, didn't type Connie that. It says Virgil tells Kanye West she isn't, <laughs> he hasn't slept in days. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a twist. Yeah. I would rather be in a house with Connie than Kanye West, for sure. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Although if Kanye died from a walker, I'd take his Yeezys if they were my size for sure. <laughs> Connie looks out the window and sees walkers and has a flashback from the walkers in the cave. So I, I guess I, we'll have to see the whole story. I'm sure they went PTSD. back and filmed whatever happened. Yeah. Connie tells Virgil she's going to go search the house again. She's like, I don't trust you. I'm going to go search the house again. To which I say, that doesn't make sense. Walk together. Again, alone. Alone. Now, if there is anybody in the house, he's alone. You're alone. You're screwed. Dumbasses. Okay, back to the, the Reapers. So that guy in the, that was tortured all last week, his name is Frost. I, I forgot that was Frost. Yes. He's one of the few people at this point still left from Maggie's group. Oh, my God. He's in a chair being tortured. They're beating the crap out of him. They're pulling his fingernails out, <gasps> demanding to know where his group is. Now, at some point, can't you just say, we scattered? Didn't you see us scatter? I don't know where they are. We didn't have a meeting place. We, we scavenged. You kicked us out of our home. Yeah, what if they didn't have a game plan? What if they literally just got separated? Right. It happens. Right. Look at Leah. Exactly. That, that's what he should have said. That's a great point. Leah got abandoned. Yeah, Leah she was know where you were. for years. We didn't know where you were. But now, now, here's my question about Leah, now that you bring it up. Meridian. Are we to assume that Leah didn't take over Meridian? Right? In other words, were they, were they just roaming around and then they got separated and she had no idea where they went? 
Oh, yeah, I don't think she was a part of that. I think they found her, she found them, and then she became a part of that. Right, but they didn't have Meridian at that point. Otherwise, she would have known where Meridian was. Otherwise, she would have known about that right. home base. Yes. Pope asks Daryl if it bothers him, that uh, the torturing of Frost, and he says he's done worse. So Ooh. Pope tells him to take over, and uh, he you could see he's not he's unhappy about it. No, God. Frost is badly beaten oh. and swollen and scarred. Frost oh, signals eyes. to Daryl that he's in on it, right, and knows yeah. he has what has to be done, and says, "Are you just going to sit here and are we just going to sit here and stare at each other? Get to it." Oh, which is his way of going. Look, you got to do what you got to do. He he knows either he's going to die or they're both going to die, and yeah. so he's prepared to die to save Daryl and Maggie and everybody else. That's very noble. It is noble. I'd be like, oh, uh, they're over there. Just let me let me go. Oh, but they I, wouldn't let I him. Like a See, the thing is, they wouldn't let him go. That's They're not men no, of honor. they wouldn't. I mean, yeah. they, they claim they're men of honor, but I don't believe they'd let him go. I don't think so either. Daryl put him in a headlock, started choking him, and he says, if you give up your friend's location, it'll all be over. Frost says, and hear me out now, I have an idea. You can all go eat shit. <laughs> God. So he's still being sarcastic, even though he's, you know, getting hell cracked. They're going to kill him. Beating out of him, yeah. So Daryl punches him in the face. Carver says, we've already done this stuff. It's time to start taking pieces. And the guy says, do what you got to do. And Pope tells Carver to give the knife to Daryl. God, pieces. This guy, Frost, man, he's like, do what you got to do. He is one tough MFer. Daryl tells him he knows he's close to the leader. Just give us a location. And the guy says no. And he says, I'm going to cut your finger off. I'm sorry. Daryl did cut his finger off. Yes. Right? Then he talked. Then he talked. Right? Yeah. He's like, fuck this. this so Daryl says, Daryl says to him, after he cuts his finger off, he says, just give me a location. What town are they in? Right? And he gives the address, which um, was actually the town, but not the house. Yeah. So Daryl gave him an out. Daryl's like, just give me an address. Give me, just give me something. Give me something. So the guy caught on. Now, there's got to be another town he could have told him. He didn't tell him that town. Any town. Right. And who has addresses, right? I know, right? Who's Yeah, who's saying, oh, six uh, butternut? Right. Pope says the three of them should go check it out. Uh, Leah, Daryl, and uh, Carver. They take a couple of uh, red shirts with them. Pope walks towards the guy, towards Frost, and then the camera cuts to Connie in the house. So you knew Pope was going to go interrogate him further. Oh, yeah. Even though he's got nine fingers. Oh, my God. Now, in the house, did you notice all the pictures? Had their eyes scraped out? Yes, with like carved out. My yes. God. Add to the creepiness, right? Yeah. Connie goes to the medicine cabinet in the bathroom and freaky looking eyes are looking back at her. So, I jumped. So, okay, so here's a question. It's the, these feral creatures we're going to see a little bit, the ferals. Yeah. It, they're not jigsaw, right? No. So why would there be a hole in the medicine cabinet for an eyeball? Right? Why would there be a, like a secret pass through... And the, and they just happened to be on the other in, in the room on the other side of the wall. Well, they obviously knew they were in the house, so they were spying on them. Right, but do you think feral dogs are going to cut us a, a, a peephole in the razor blade holder in the in a closed medicine cabinet? Maybe they did it like a couple years back when they were had a little bit more of their marbles, and then Maybe. they just keep looking through that hole. Who knows? I don't. They're they they're dark. Yeah. So you think they 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 made the house? 
like they had the, tra- the trap sliding door. Like if yeah, they're like feral, secret passageways. They're, right, they're feral animals, but they thought to. We'll get to the bullshit later. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, okay. So um, she doesn't scream because she can't. So she runs downstairs to tell Virgil they're not alone and we need to get out of here. But of course, she can't write fast enough, and she doesn't understand sign language. So she carves "not alone" into the wall. Yeah. Thought that was, I guess, uh, uh, ingenious. Clever. Right, sure. Six Reapers without their masks are walking through the town where Maggie and Negan are. And, you know, uh, Father Gabriel and the other guy, uh, Elijah. Oh, the other two guys in the red shirts are Washington and Fish. Oh. See, Fish is is a good, like, you know, military name. But Washington seems like that's probably his real name. That's not a great name. You got Carver (laughs) and Pope, Shaw, Washington. Fish. Fish. Daryl doesn't have a weapon because they don't trust him. He goes off on his own, which I'm surprised they let him. And he pulls down a telephone cable and lets it swing as a warning to Maggie, who's looking out the window. When? At that exact moment. I know. Bullshit. Cable wire bullshit. I'm I'm calling looking out the window bullshit. (laughs) That's, that's just, it's not, it's not legitimate. Also, he'd never been there, right? How does he know what house they're in? Unless he saw the address. He was just taking a gamble, maybe. So, that house is yellow. I'm going to shake this wire. Yeah. The Reapers bust into a house. The house is clear, and Carver thinks they were lied to. Daryl says, you know, maybe we should stay in this house and keep looking in case we miss something. And Leah says, no, we'll search the whole town because she knows it's probably the right town, wrong house. So at that house, knowing it was the wrong house, Daryl says we should stay here and search every nook and cranny. Keep that in mind because that comes up later. She yes, sends the red shirts to go to the north end of town. Bye-bye, guys. You're out. You don't have any speaking lines, so you're off the show. <laughs> be gone. Kelly finds a horse that was eaten by walkers in what looks like to be a campsite. Amazing she found it how, for how long she's been in the woods looking for them. Right? And she didn't know exactly where she was going. She was wandering. Yeah, so she happened she to find it. a campsite and a dead horse. So are we to believe that they were in the campsite maybe the night before? I'm, to me, I was guessing it was probably the night before. And they have they no running. idea where Alexandria is. Connie and Virgil have been on the road for months. You would they, think they would have found it by they now. They can't find their way back from the cave on the road that they were on. Virgil got to Oceanside, right? And didn't he go to yeah. he went to the other ter- the other communities or just Oceanside? Maybe it was just Oceanside because he had yeah. been there before. But Connie can't figure out what Alexandria is. I don't he get was, that. Maybe she's just disoriented. Uh, she seems pretty oriented. Uh, she does, but I don't know. I don't know. All right. So Virgil's orange backpack is there and uh, Connie's bag with her slingshot and her notebook. So why did they run off? They The, the horse got eaten by walkers, but wouldn't she need the slingshot? You would think so, but the when the show, when the episode starts, they're running for their right. life. But you know why they, they left? You, do you know why they left the slingshot? It. So that she wouldn't have it in the house. Um, Explaining why she's unarmed bullshit. Exactly. (laughs) Why she has no weapon. Yeah. The notebook says she walked with the dead for days uh, and also that it felt like she was being watched. Which was probably Virgil, I guess. was Maybe. I don't don't know. Or who knows. But he wasn't watching her because he was as surprised as anybody when he saw her. So Virgil looks in the medicine cabinet hole because Connie brought him up there. He doesn't see anything. Because, of, of course, course they left, right? They're not going to stay in that room because now they've seen her. Yeah. Virgil thinks that she's imagining things because 
She hasn't slept. And of course, you accuse somebody of that who can't speak and explain to you that they're not crazy. Mm. He wants to search the house again. She wants to leave. And uh, they start walking down the hallway to go search the house again. And the a wall slides between them. So the feral dog people perfectly timed the wall to split them up. <laughs> they were behind a wall where they could slide the wall knowing they were going to walk down the hallway. Okay? Mm-hmm. You follow me? I follow. I follow. She heads down the hall in this creepy house, and because she's deaf, we don't hear anything. That was really creepy to hear. Right? Or not hear, rather. Right. And, and so when she was on Talking Dead, she talked about how she wanted the scene to be as realistic for a, for a deaf person yes. as possible. And so she felt the wall for vibrations. And she felt the feral crawling. Oh, behind her. Behind yes. her. Oh, that's so creepy. And she ran away and she managed to close the door before it got her. I would think that running on all four legs like that, uh, he'd be able to catch her, but all right. That shit's so creepy. I hate that. It was kind of creepy. <laughs> they all looked like Bo Bice from American Idol. Did you notice that? <laughs> Like, they'll look like they were in Leonard Skinner. Bo Bice. Oh, my God. Go Google Bo Bice, B-I-C-E, oh if you don't God, know who Bo Bice please, is. Please, go He lost him. to Carrie Underwood, I think. Oh, my God. I think he came in second. Yeah. I haven't heard that name. But in... that long hair, just... <laughs> that long, stringy black hair, yeah. Southern, you know, rock band kind of look. That is hilarious. All right. All right, we'll get back to Connie and uh, catch up to where the Reapers are at right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. 
The Reapers find the correct house and see evidence that someone's there. They left uh, whatever in the kitchen that made it look like they were just there. Daryl notices there's light coming through the floorboards and he sees them in the basement and covers the hole with the rug. I thought the light was coming in from the window. That's what I thought. They weren't shining a light. How would the light be coming up through the floor? Unless there's a basement window. I, I guess. And it was coming through the slats. But the trap door didn't have slats. No, it didn't. It just had like a little right? edge. But now, there was a slight opening, so I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed a little weird. Anyway, uh, he said, um, he says, you know what? There's nothing here. We should leave um, and keep looking elsewhere in the town. And Carver realizes that in the last house, Daryl wanted to stay and make sure they didn't miss anything. Now in this house, he suddenly wants to leave. Mm-hmm. Leah tells Daryl either he's with us or he's against us. And she says, she tells him to stop pissing off Carver because that doesn't end well for people. And I said, yes. yeah, you know what? I'm pretty sure it's not going to end well for Carver. If we know where the show goes. Right? Because oh, yeah. Carver was like calling Daryl out. And, uh, you know, Daryl, Daryl's like, I'm right here. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. Let's go. Okay. We cut to Kelly in the woods. And for some reason, she's off her horse still. And she can't get back on the horse. And she's trying to pull the horse. Maybe because the horse thinks they're going to eat it. Oh. And she falls in the mud, which is perfect timing for Rosita Carroll and Magnus Shaw. Literally at that exact time. Just then. Perfect timing again. This show, everyone has perfect timing. <laughs> Kelly shows them the notebook and says she's scared. Connie's scared and she's being followed. And she's with some guy who knows Michonne. I'm assuming if Virgil doesn't die, spoiler, he doesn't die yet. yet. Uh, we don't know if he dies. If he doesn't die, he'll be able to say, oh, she went to look for something from Rick. She saw his yes, cowboy boots. Oh, my boots. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, he's the key to everything. But that it all depends. If the writers want everyone to know that Rick is alive... Now, with 18 episodes left, then Virgil lives. Oh, yeah. If they don't want Daryl and Carol, you know, to know that Rick is alive and immediately leave. They're going to kill him. Then Virgil's going to die. Yeah. He's going to live long enough till he gets to the point where he probably should tell somebody. Oh, by the way, about Michonne. So I think he's like, he got, st- well, we'll get to that. Well, yeah. Well. He can't, he can't live. Everyone would leave. Everyone go looking for Rick. Oh. So the thing stops banging on the door where Connie is. And she's on one side of the door and there's a staircase. So she goes down the staircase into the basement, which she thinks is a good idea. It's never a good idea to go in the basement. Don't go in the basement. That's the worst place to go. You're trapped. You're trapped. Right. And the basement is full of bones and skulls. Like Like they've been eating people or who knows. Like human bodies. The room starts shaking because the thing is coming down the stairs. Jesus Christ. She goes through the ductwork, the vent, to get away. And it doesn't seem to follow her very quickly. No, it You'd doesn't. think it would climb in and be like, you know. Oh my God, if it climbed in, I'd be screaming. She's in a hallway again. She gets out of the ductwork and she looks through some cracks into some wood into the next room and she sees more of the ferals. Virgil is running away from one of those things. He hides in a room and tries to hold the door so it doesn't come in. So she looks through the hole in another wall because now we realize in the vent system, she's, she's behind the hallway. Yeah. She sees Virgil through the hole, but she's behind the wall banging and Virgil thinks it's a creature because she can't speak. Of course he... Oh, my God. That's exactly what he thinks. Right. As Virgil moves towards the wall, because she's banging, 
I thought she was banging in Morse code. Uh, that's what I thought. I thought she was banging SOS or something. Right. Like, help me or but something. Either, either she doesn't know Morse code or he doesn't, but she didn't get the message to him. She didn't. The message did not come across. One of those creatures comes out from behind him from the wall. Jesus Christ, in 11 seasons, that one scene I think was the most creepiest thing I have ever seen on that show. Most most is creepiest, for sure. I, just whatever. It was yes, horrible. no, I'm saying it was just like, yeah. And oh. so she's, imagine being hard behind the wall. No, oh my God, I was screaming watching it. It was the creepiest shit. <laughs> now, for some reason, this thing doesn't jump him. It's sort of like, Tiptoeing like, behind him. Cr- that and that's the creepy part that it's like on all fours and it's just slowly reminding me of the girl in the ring coming out of the TV. Okay, he's a bad bad guy. It's like a old, bad bad guy, <laughs> right? The, like the if, you're, if you guys know the old '60s Batman show, if you've ever seen it, yeah, the villain would always like tie Batman and Robin up and say, by the time that's that. Uh, sand that runs out bomb of the goes off. <laughs> yeah, the, by the this trap I've set and the pendulum swings and kills you in about an hour. I'll be at the bank on Third Avenue <laughs> robbing it and you won't be there to stop me. Just kill him. Just stab him in the head Just right there. Exactly. Damn it, Batman. You've got away. Of course you got away. He always gets away. And you too, Robin. Just jump Virgil. So she's trying to warn him. She can't. It jumps on Virgil's back. Oh they God. start punching and fighting. It starts to choke Virgil. It says it's it's hungry. It's, it, it's depressed. Oh, like from God. Lord of the Rings. That's what it looked like. Oh. Connie keeps banging and it looks up to see where the noise is coming from. And Virgil stabs it and it crawls back into the wall. Oh, my God. But of oh course, he stabbed it in like, the side where, you know. He stabbed it in the stomach rib Right, but not area. in the heart. No. Virgil is now trying to go to the wall because he thinks it's another monster. So if there was a monster behind the wall, why would you go near the wall? Why would you approach the wall? I'd get away from that wall. Right, but what's, what is your hope in going to the wall? Oh my God! Well, Where we find that he's going to put a knife out. through the wall. So yes, he's, right, he okay. does. So Connie is desperately trying to cut open the wall, and Virgil is stabbing at the wall. Oh my God! If you go on, uh, I think it was comicbook.com, it shows you two scenes that are right out of The Shining with Jack Nicholson. One of them was Connie looking through the wall, and the woman in The Shining looking through a peephole in a bathroom in the same way. Oh. And then when Virgil stabs the wall. It was like when Jack Nicholson, it was uh, uh, Shelley Duvall, by the way. Yes. Um, it was when uh, Nicholson stabs the door with the axe. Here's and he's, and, and Johnny. Shelley Duvall sees the axe come through the wall. Yes. That it was Connie who saw the knife come through the same way. It is this kind of the same thing, yes. Luckily, he doesn't stab again as her hands are coming through. He could have easily stabbed her hands. That's what I thought. I thought if I saw him coming at, at right. me, I'd be so like, ah, and I would just probably stab it. Now, he doesn't recognize her hands at first. No, he doesn't. So he doesn't stab the hands. And in the 30 seconds it takes her to rip open a wall, he's not killing it. He thinks it's a feral, but he's not trying to stab it. Luckily, she has enough time to <clears throat> bullshit to get through the wall and he pulls her out. Yes. Okay. Daryl starts talking to Carver in code, knowing that the people are in the basement listening. Right? Yeah. He says, you know... You guys, you have like 20 people and you have walls and weapons. He's like, you'd see them coming a mile away, but they're going to come back with more people because he's still trying to convince them there's more people. There's more of that. Right. That was his way of letting them know how many people they have to fight. Unlike Maggie, who said, oh, there's not many left. There's not many left. (laughs) Yeah, not many. Carver has no clue what he's talking about. Now, Carver must be dumb as a brick 
Because in every movie where people speak in code like that, the other person usually figures it out, right? There was one famous episode of Sopranos, and I bring up the Sopranos because Friday, two days from now, the, the 1st of October, The Many Saints of Newark opens in movie theaters, which is the prequel to The Sopranos, right? Yes, I saw that. I'm not going to give away the show, but there's a character in the show that is wearing a wire because he was arrested, and now he has to wear a wire to lower his jail sentence to get the other bad top guys to say something something. on tape. So he asks questions that don't make any sense. You know, like, oh, what about that promenade deal we're working on? You still got that money? And you know, you know, and you know, I mean, after all, we killed that guy. Like he, he says things. And so after the meeting, Tony turns to one of his guys and goes, why would he ask questions like that? We've already, we've already talked about that. He's definitely wearing a wire. The guy's dumb because I knew what he was doing. Carver was, is dumb as a stump. He wants to act all macho man, but he's just an idiot. Right. Leah comes back in the room and says, we're clear. We should leave. And Carver says, I think we're missing something. Based on nothing, by the way, except for the fact that Daryl's acting weird. Yeah, exactly. Daryl was acting weird, and then Carver got weird, and then they didn't want to leave. It was weird. He then says he doesn't trust Daryl, and he's not really one of us, and he doesn't care about any of us. And Daryl says, you're right. I don't care about any of you. I care about her. I've made mistakes in my life before, but I'm here now, and I care about you, Leah. And Pope scares the shit out of me. I don't want to end up face first in a fire. Yeah, hell yeah. Leah says, let's go. And Carver says, you don't really believe this shit, do you? He says, I've always had your back, Leah. I don't trust this guy. Leah says, you've always had my back? Even when I was in that cabin and Pope set it on fire? You had to have known. Oh, he definitely knew about it. Right. Carver says, everything's a test and you're going to fail this one if you don't trust him. He's like, oh, so in other words, yeah, I, I knew you'd ruin the fire, but it was a test. Yeah, I, I, I knew you'd make it out. So then after arguing with Daryl and Leah, he looks down at the floor for no reason and sees light coming in on on top of the rug. It Bizarre. looked like the light was on top of the rug. I know. That Daryl happens to be standing on. Right? It didn't look right. So no, he pushes Daryl off the rug, and he lifts the rug, and Daryl, did you notice Daryl pulled his knife out? Uh, yeah, I did notice that. I was like, he's fucking ready to go. Now, <laughs> he pulled the knife out to make it look like if there's people down there, I'm ready to kill them. But he absolutely would have killed Carver, I think. Oh, Hands, absolutely. And he then Leah would have shot him. Man. I guess he was hoping Leah wouldn't shoot him. Oof. And that Washington and Fish, you know, wouldn't be an issue. Didn't come back. Yeah. Anyway, there's a trap door. They open the trap door and it's empty. And Daryl looks at him and says, see, I told you. Oh my God. But you didn't say there's a trap door here and there's nobody in the trap door. Somehow Maggie. Like, and... Oh, you didn't mention this trap door. Right. Somehow Maggie and the group are outside. Now, have you ever seen a trap door that had a side exit? No, I was like, oh, come on. They all got out and quietly too. Come on now. What's the point of a trap door if you can get in through a trap side door or something? Or a basement entrance or something. All right, well, I'm going to leave that one for It you. wasn't very trap. Right. So no <laughs> one heard them leave and no one sees them run off. I Washington and Fish yeah. are just somewhere else. Yeah. Although they may run into Washington and Fish. We don't know. Because did we see Washington and Fish come back? No. Right? When they get back later, we only see the three of them, I think. I think so, yeah. Wouldn't they say we're Washington and Fish? I guess they were there. They must have been there. Well, they, let's just I, You know that. what? I think they may have been standing kind of in the background. Right. All right. Let's take a break here. We'll finish up the review of the episode right after this. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The four women of the apocalypse, of the horse apocalypse, are trying to find <laughs> Connie. And of course it starts raining because that's what happens in a horror movie. Always. Thunder and lightning. It has to rain. Night. Yeah, of course. So there's two ways they can go, and Kenny, Kelly guesses that Connie went this way. She goes, ah, this way. Now, there was an empty box under the brush. Did you what, Did you see what that was? It looked like an empty uh, grave or something. An empty box. If you guys... Uh, I must have missed something. If you guys know what that box was or, or that thing when Kelly first walks off and they all follow her, you can go ahead and tweet us at walkers underscore talkers. Let us know what that was. Okay. Permission to tweet. Yeah, permission to tweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Virgil says they have to make a run for it. He gives her the knife and says, you take it. Whatever happens, you run and keep going. She says, I'm not going anywhere. We, we, we go together. Right? We, we're, I'm, not, I'm not letting you give up now. Very insistent. Yeah. He says, I did a lot of things I shouldn't have. Uh, and Michonne, she put me on the right road that led me to here and to you. And if I can help you get back to your family, uh, then I will have passed on the good deed. He says, you have to promise me you'll keep going no matter what happens. And she says, together, we're doing this together, I'm not leaving. She conveys that to him. Yes. Okay. They hear a bunch of these, these feral creatures making noises like they're all coming. So they open the, the door to the room they're in to make a run for it. And all of the doors in the front when they run downstairs are locked. They can't get out. So these feral creatures know how to lock doors. But yet they don't walk on two feet. Yeah, they eat like animals, but they can slide trap walls and they can lock doors. <laughs> and clearly they can stand up. <laughs> right. 
Virgil smashes two of them in the head. One comes flying off the ceiling and starts stabbing Virgil in the back with uh, uh. with a wooden spike. Mm. I'm not sure how you survive that when mm-hmm. all the doctors on the show are dead. I know. Unless June comes from Fear the Walking Dead, uh, jumps ahead eight years. Oh my God. And, and fake doctors like she does on, on Fear. <laughs> Connie kills it. She drags him down to sa- to Virgil down to safety. And there are two more of those creatures coming at them. One's on top of the stairs, one from oh down God. the hall. The one on the stairs, goodbye. The one on the stairs was, was yeah. Mm-hmm. Creepy as hell. Luckily, there was a walker laying there. You know, co- coincidentally, there's a walker there. Right? Because she needed the walker, and there was a walker there. Yes. Which they hadn't eaten. So it must they must have killed it when it was a walker. Yeah. I guess. So they killed it. I, I don't know. I can't Somebody did. Somebody killed the walker. Anyway, so she, even though we've never seen her do this, she rips it open. Now, remember Daryl did this last week? Yes, he just did this. She rips open the chest and she puts blood all over herself, mm. blood and guts, and blocks Virgil in the corner. So first I thought, well, what did you think first when she did that? I didn't know what the hell she was going to do. I thought, is she going to run outside? That's what I thought. I thought she thought maybe the feral creatures wouldn't bother her like walkers. Yeah. Right? Like they would smell the awful blood and, and leave her alone. And, and not want to, yeah. Right? But I'm going to call Walker laying there bullshit. <laughs> so she opens the front door in the same way. Do you remember when Carol was with the um, the uh, cannibals, the termites, yeah. and the mother? She fought the mother. In the room of, of candles. Oh, the room of candles, and yes. she And she shot the woman in the leg or she, whatever. She yes. hurt the woman's leg. And uh, she's like, you, you know, yeah, she's yelling at her like, we did what we had to do. And Carol just opens the door because Carol's covered from blood from like three hours ago. And they all walk right past Carol and they kill her. Oh my that God. Was what, that's what it reminded me of. That's true. Yes. Good, I think that's memory. been done a couple of times where they've let walkers in on people. On people. That's I don't remember like other instances, thing. but I, I vaguely remember it happening other times. So the walkers come in, and these feral creatures, rather than run away, because they could easily just run up the stairs, they decide to fight the walkers. They do. My God, they're jumping on them. Smart and enough to necks. lock a door and push a wall, but not not remembering how to kill a walker. But dumb enough to try to bite a walker. Smart enough not to go outside, because, I mean, if, look, these were like, what are they, six of them maybe? Seven, eight, whatever? Yeah. They've been eating, right? So what have they been eating? People? Where are they getting I people from? I mean, there from? was human skulls downstairs. Right, so, so they're getting maybe people. other they, people went in that house like Connie and Virgil. If and they're eating walkers, why didn't they eat the walker in the hallway? Well, it's rotten meat. It is. It's tainted meat. Tainted meat. Tainted meat. You're eating tainted, tainted meat. Tainted meat. Ba- Shish kebab. It was a barbecue. <laughs> anyway, the walkers ripped them apart. Connie drags Virgil into the woods. Then two of those creatures that are still alive get out of the house. Connie goes to fight it, and Kelly kills him with a slingshot. Oh, boy. Good aim. Connie goes to kill it with a knife, and Kelly comes out of nowhere. Perfect timing, and kills it with a slingshot. Of course. Perfect timing. Slingshot bullshit. Like, I enjoyed the episode. I just, there was a lot of that, you know, uh, there was some bullshit here and there. Yeah. As, uh, as, As we said at the beginning... Katie Brown, oh boy, oh Brown on Instagram. Uh, I wonder if she counted the same bullshits I did that we Probably. did. Probably. Now keep in mind, just a reminder: if you're new listening to the podcast, we love The Walking Dead, but every once in a while, we got to call it out. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what we do. Kelly and Connie cry and hug, and I'm sure Jamie, I'm sure you were crying. You're oh. definitely crying when they when they hugged. Tell, of be, course, I would. I, I'll admit it. I cried. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to have the Jamie's crying clip ready for next week. I apologize. <laughs> I have to, it's at work and I have to either uh, drag the, it doesn't matter. I'll, okay, I'll just, I'll just it. re-edit the clip from home. I have the music, so uh, there you go. Anyway, so you were definitely crying. Now, here's an interesting story. Lauren Ridloff, who plays Connie, specifically asked the people on who run the show, Angela and Greg, she didn't want to see Angel Theory, who plays Kelly, until that scene. Yes. Because she hadn't seen her for over a year and a half because of the pandemic. Oh, man. They'd only been on Zoom, you yes. know, whatever they whatever they use, FaceTime, but she hadn't seen her in person. So she wanted the reunion to be legitimate because oh. they're like, she said, she's like a sister to me. And so that literally was the first time they had seen each other in a long time. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. The Reapers return uh, to Meridian and Carver tells Pope that the people they're looking for were definitely in that town, but they slipped out. At that point, I thought Pope was going to kill him. Oh my God, I thought he was going to lose his shit. Instead, the Pope the Pope was laughing and happy. And they said, why are you happy? That should put the fear of God in you right there. Right. He says, I continued to interrogate the prisoner, and the prisoner told him everything he needed. Oh now, do you believe God. that that's the case? I don't know. I'm so nervous. Because even on Talking Dead, they were like, I think he slipped. I think he said something. I don't know what to think. Right. So he says, the prisoner told me all he needed, and he looked right at Daryl when he said it. He looked right at Daryl. And, and Daryl looked like I might be busted. And then he put his arm around Carver and they walked off laughing. I'm like, oh, and they, my God. And they looked back. Yes, and, uh, they looked at him like, this is bad. This is bad. And uh, Walker Frost was tied to the tree behind Pope. Bad. Right. No, that was good. That was a good impression. Well, that, actually, that was very good. You oh, did great you. Walker impressions. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Pope whispers something, right? And they were laughing. And, and I don't know if that was just to like put them on edge. I think it was, right? I don't know if they were completely mind-fucking Daryl or, like, Frost really gave it up. Uh, I don't think Frost gave it up. I think he said to Carver, just laugh, I learned nothing. Just, just, yeah. Right. Scene for next week, which you've already seen. Yeah, I did. Maggie's group is burying someone. Uh, of the many people that have died, her whole group's dead. Spoiler. Negan says there are fewer people left to fight for and fewer things to fight over. And Maggie asks Negan if he could do it all over again. Would he do things differently? And Negan says, yeah, I would. I would do things differently. Ezekiel's pulling bodies of dead walkers out of a house at Commonwealth. He walks outside and he's holding his neck like his tumor is painful. Yeah. Yumiko's brother gets arrested by the stormtroopers while he's sitting in the train station. Mm -hmm. Why? Because Yumiko outed him. Yes, my God, during like the, her first visit there. You think she would have remembered that and warned him? Like, oh, uh, you know, speaking of not ratting you out. Um, um, mm, uh, so I have to tell you this one, this thing, one time yeah. when I was being processed. Right. Um, Lance Hornsby tells Yumiko that her people need help and he can deliver for her. And she's all dressed up like she's a lawyer again. If you notice that, when you saw the episode, to so be quiet. Fancy clothes. A reaper is outside on his knee. The guy that was speaking in tongues when they brought back uh, the dead guy. Yeah. Right? He's on, he's kneeling like he's praying or something. And Father Gabriel is staring at him from the from the forest. Oh, my God. With an right ice in the pick. Bush. Right in the bushes. Pope is yelling, your brothers are dead. Are you not ashamed? I don't know what he's talking about there. Uh, Maggie's wearing a whisperer mask and leading a herd of walkers. Mm. Not sure where she got the mask from, but in the clip, which I'll tell you about in a minute, uh, that might, might be an explanation. It's not the mask they found at Hilltop last week because those were other people in another location. Yes. So, okay. So that's how the episode ends. 
and those were the, that was the scene. There's a new scene for this week's episode, if you haven't seen it yet, where um, Negan is teaching Maggie how to be a whisperer. He has his whisperer mask. Not sure why he took it with him on this mission. Mm-hmm. And he and there's another mask. I hope they explain it. Don't say a word, Jamie. Don't say a word. I, I'm not saying a word. That doesn't fit Maggie because it's way too big for her head. And so he says to her, well, it doesn't fit because it was somebody else's face. <laughs> Which is funny for two reasons. One, because yes, it was someone else's face. But Negan's mask, wasn't Negan's mask actually Negan's face? I don't... What do you mean? Didn't they make Negan's mask out of, like, the people who made the mask? Didn't we say it was actually a mold of Negan's face? Oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's face? I don't remember. Or was it Daryl's face? Oh, I didn't remember that. Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it really quick. Okay. From some angles, oh, it's Norman Reedus' face. Last night's The Talking Dead, oh. Negan's skin mask actually derives from a mold of Norman Reedus' face. Whoa. Negan is wearing Daryl's face, although Greg Nicotero intentionally cut a Joker smile into the face. Yeah, there you go. How did I miss this? What? Yeah, we talked about it. You should listen to the podcast. I should listen to this podcast. I forgot for a second, but that's... I, it was I on Talking Dead. That. Oh, my God. So, one thing I forgot to mention, because I watched Talking Dead after last week's episode, when they were showing the set of Commonwealth, the name of the bakery... Did you notice the name of the bakery? Oh, I forget what it was. It's Elodie's Bakery, E-L-O-D-I-E, Elodie's Bakery. Yeah. That in the comic books is Michonne's daughter, who she finds at Commonwealth, oh, who works at the bakery. Oh my god! Stop it right now. Right, right. That's what they and they gave that storyline to Yumiko. To Yumiko, but I like that they did the nod to that in yeah. the show. That's awesome. I don't know if the, it was called a Lodi's Bakery in the comics, but it's her daughter was that a on the show. Oh, I like yeah. that. Which I could never marry her because then she'd be a Lodi Brody, and that would just be <laughs> silly. <laughs> Well, when I was a kid, I used to joke with my parents and say I would never marry anyone named Jody because I wouldn't want my wife to be Jody Brody. I, oh my god! I'm not Jody a fan Brody. of the. the if you guys hilarious. listening have have a rhymy name, that's cute for you guys. Just for me, it would be like I couldn't like oh this is my wife Jody Brody. It would just be too sing songy for me. <laughs> oh my god, Jody Brody! Like, I went to school with a girl. Her last name, if you know her, tell her I said hi. Her last name was Defina. D E F I N A. Defina. Was her you name could have named her. Anything in the world, they named her Gina. Oh, come on. No, she was Gina Defina. <laughs> uh, she may have gotten married. And she, I don't know what her name is now, but Gina Defina. Oh, boy. You can't I mean, it's cute rhymey, but it was like, oh, there's the rhymey girl. The, the rhymey girl. Talking Dead, Lauren Ridloff and Yvette Nicole Brown. I didn't find her as insightful this time. thought she was average at best. Yvette? This particular episode. Yeah, she was fine. They put up a poll. Has Virgil redeemed himself after everything that happened with Michonne? 76% said yes. I think we let people redeem themselves too easily. I don't know. He really stuck his neck out. He did. Well, literally. Yeah. Literally. Right. literally. And he apologized to Michonne and he helped her. So, all right, I'll go with yes. I'll go yeah, with 76%. I, I, I said yes. Uh, another poll they put up, uh, did Frost give up Daryl when he was getting tortured by Pope? Ooh. What do you think? I'm going to say no, but of course they make you... Think that he did. 60% said no, so they, they agree with us. I don't think he did. Do you think Daryl really wants another chance with Leah? 26% no. said yes. I'm going to go with you, Jamie. I say no, he doesn't. No. It's one It's one thing to like a hot girl in a cabin. Yeah. And she seems sweet and she makes breakfast for you. I'm all about that. I, I'm in. I'm in for <laughs> Give Leah me the right pancakes. there. pancakes. I'm in for the hot, uh, self-sufficient girl cooking me dinner and she's hot. <laughs> 
Fast forward <laughs> five years, she looks kind of ratty now. She's still pretty, but I'm ratty in a bad way. I, yeah. I, I should say, not ratty like old. She looks fine. Yeah, but ratty and like she looks like a rat. Like her hair's ratty, but also she doesn't look like a nice person anymore. Oh she's no, a she's killer. different. She's different. She's a killer. She's savage. She's a savage who goes along with whatever Pope does. She's part of a cult. Uh, there's no way he wants to get back with her. No, no way. way. He's just playing the game. Like, I don't care about any of you. I care about her. He's just playing the game. Right. Like, she's, uh, they had a good relationship, but that she's not She's ago. not that person anymore. Not at all. And as it turns out, she was that person. He didn't know it. <laughs> I know, right? Hmm. Speaking of scenes from next week, I think I already mentioned this. I don't know why I, uh... oh, I went into detail. The Reaper on his knees. The rest of that scene where you think he sees Father Gabriel in the woods and he starts walking towards the woods but then walks away chanting to God or something. Yes. And uh, he was like asking God for guidance and the scene ended. So I don't know if Father Gabriel jumps him. See, something has to cause Pope to say, your fellow man, your, your friends were murdered and you don't care. Somebody has to have died for him to say that because he didn't reference the guy Father Gabriel killed in the woods. Remember that he just ignored that guy. Yeah. Oh, God, yep. So, we'll see. I'll see. You already saw. I know. I I know. You know. So, all right. I have something to watch now. You don't. <laughs> that, damn. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, get AMC Plus so we can all catch up to Jamie. <laughs> I know. I'm I not it, normally ahead, but I, I think it. So, I think it was eight ninety nine so a month, and then they're running a... I think I told you guys, right? It was $5 a month. Uh, if you buy it by the year, it was like 60 bucks. Yeah. I'm not saying everyone has 60 bucks. I just, I did other things in my life I cut back on and I, I canceled some things in my life that, that were, you know, expenses and I, and I was able to keep it around the same amount of money. Yeah. I made it work. It adds up, you know? It adds up. You got it. You, so I was talking to uh, Greg T who used to be on the Elvis Duran Morning Show with me and he was saying that he, he sat down and looked at all his bills at once and couldn't believe how many things were on the list. Like he forgets like, oh, you pay for Disney Plus, you pay for Netflix Adds up. And it, but here's the thing. When you add a streaming service, you're like, oh, it's only $6.99 a month. Because you're only adding it separately. In your mind, it's like $6.99. No big deal. It sounds like nothing. But when you do it 11 times, and you suddenly have like, you, you've got like John's streaming service, like, you know, like the, the <laughs> bottom of the barrel. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute, I've got everything. You don't need everything. everything. Yeah. So I, I, have, I, uh, I, I have to cut down on some things. So, <laughs> I, so I cut down on a DVR. So there you go. Good job. All righty. Jamie, it is definitely... Now, you did well last week. You did pretty well last week. Thank you. Now, remember, next week is our 200th episode. Or it's my 200th episode. It's your 192nd episode, maybe? Something like that. I'm going to let you celebrate my 200th episode, if yes. that's okay. And then if I we can figure out when yours is, I'll celebrate yours also. Oh, oh well, thank you. <laughs> Unless you're going to be out next week. No, I'm here. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. In that case, Jamie, it is time. What time is it? It's time, it's to, time to shut, shut that shit, shit down. That was terrible. Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's do it again. 199 times. You should get it right, right? Okay. Okay. Jamie, it's time. What time is it? It's time, it's time to, to shut, shut that shit, shit down. shit down. See, I paused. It threw you off. But then you caught up. I caught up. Nicely caught up. done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.